Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. When you're dating, it can be so easy to get caught up in the stress and anxiety of every situation. Why aren't they communicating? Why didn't they text me back? Am I getting ghosted? Why is this happening again? Why can't someone commit? I've asked myself all of these questions too, more times than I can count. You wouldn't believe what happens when you approach these situations with a different mindset and focus on solutions instead of problems. I started therapy because I was so stuck on the problems in my dating life. My therapist helped me learn why I was ending up in the same situations over and over and helped me come up with a different way and a different mindset to approach dating. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. Whether you want to be a better problem solver or a better dater, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash other people today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash other people. Hey, everybody. Jonah here with our Thursday episode of the week, these sort of fun mini ones uh, where we're giving you guys all the scene of the people content that you could want Tuesday being our main episode Thursday, our second of the week. And then our third, which is this week in SOP, AKA this week in scene of the people where we dive into some of the inner workings of the podcast, talking a little bit more off the cuff about our guests, some of the stuff happening on Instagram. And of course, things happening in our personal day and lives. That one is of course, patron only. So if you want to support the show, support us, go to our Patreon and sign up for that. As always, this episode is brought to you by mindset, wellness, CBD, our code seeing other people gets you 10% off and free shipping. Without further ado, this is Noah from Spooning with Spoonies podcast. We're talking about dating with chronic illness. Let's jump in. I host a podcast called Spooning with Spoonies, which is about dating and relationships with chronic illness. And um, so I interview other chronically ill people um, and share their stories about this topic and how they navigate stuff and um, kind of promote the like chronically ill love stories that we don't really see in the media. Um, and yeah, I started this podcast because I'm chronically ill myself. Um, and I was like, you know, dating and stuff a few years back, um, a year or so ago. And I was kind of like new to this honesty thing. I had hid my chronic illness for years from my friends and everyone in my life. And so, um, I remember like I was, um, going on a date the next day and I just was like kind of freaking out. And I was like, well, like, what if they ask like why I can't eat certain things or like why I'm taking time off from college and like all these different things. And so like, I called my mom freaking out as we do. (laughs) And, um, and, uh, I literally Googled how to date with chronic illness and, um, like nothing came up. So, um, yeah, I was like, well, I, I just remember thinking like, I wish that I could like, I saw a few like couples and stuff on Instagram and I just wish that I could like ask them questions about how they communicate and like, right. what did they do for date night and what did they do for fun and how do they ask for help and like all this stuff. And so, yeah, I decided to start this podcast and, um, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> how it started. That's really awesome. I love that you were like, well, Google's not giving me the answer and I'm not the only person who has this question. So I'm going to help answer it for everyone else. Yeah. (laughs) Googled it like we all, everything (laughs) always, right? Totally. For those unfamiliar, what does it mean to have chronic illness? And for our listeners who might not be, you know, aware of what what that is. Yeah. So um, a chronic illness is generally um, defined as any medical condition 
that lasts for over a year and requires ongoing medical care or limits daily activities or both. Every day looks different. Um, so, you know, something we talk about in the chronic illness world is just because I did yesterday doesn't mean I can today. So, you know, one day you can go hang out with your friends or, you know, be in school and take a test and the next day you can be bedridden. And so some people have flares, which is like periods when their conditions worsen. Some people just feel sick every day. Some people reach remission, um, which is like a temporary form of recovery or like a lessening severity of um, their illnesses. So it really varies. And um, many chronic illnesses are invisible. So you wouldn't know just by looking at somebody that um, they are chronically ill unless they use mobility aids. And even then you might not know. Um, and I think that the main thing I think that unites most people with chronic illness is that we have low spoons, which um, is kind of how the name came about. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with the spoon theory. No. I've heard a little bit about it. Yeah, cool. So um, it was like, I don't know what the like original story is, but this uh, woman, Christine Miserando, I, I looked it up before this because I was actually curious who started it. But um, she was like trying to explain to a friend of hers, like what living with chronic illness was like. And like in desperation, she like took a bunch of spoons out of her kitchen and was like, so basically spoons are like energy. And if you to do like everyday tasks, and if you are a healthy person, you wake up with an unlimited amount of spoons to do whatever you choose to do. And if you're sick, you wake up with a limited number of spoons. So let's say you wake up with like 10 spoons and you get up and you get dressed and that's two spoons gone. And then you take a shower and that's probably like five spoons and then you go to the doctor and that's, oh, you're out of spoons for the day. So I think that that is... Um, something very common and so chronically ill people call themselves spoonies which is kind of how the slam words came about um and yeah i think living with chronic illness is just like learning ways to adapt and live well alongside chronic illness in and create space for it in uh, a society that wasn't really built for sick people and advocating to be able to do that whether that be like with your doctor or your friends or dates or school or anything like that. When it comes to like dating and relationships, how have you learned, whether it be through talking to people through the podcast or just as you've like continued to date and stuff, how have you learned to navigate that? Cause I know I have friends who with any different mental illness or like I've had friends who have cancer and they're like, I don't know how to date somebody because I don't know like how, at what point do I tell them is it lying if I don't tell them like how yeah like so how how have you gone about that yeah that's a good question and that was like my main thing like that I was curious about coming in and it's the main thing people always like ask about I would say it's like how do you talk about it when do you bring it up and I think that like it's so different for everyone and I think that that's something important to like emphasize that there's no there's no rule book. I mean, there's no rule book to dating in general, right? People like to say that there is, but, um, and I think that a lot of people, like I've talked to a lot of different guests and some people like have it on their dating profile and some people wait until they're like exclusive with someone. And in my opinion, I don't think it's lying because I don't think you owe anyone anything. And it's not, um, you know, I heard someone say like once, talking about this, that like, you know, Chad isn't expected to like tell his whole like trauma on the first date, you know? And so, um, so firstly, I don't think it's like lying. Um, and it's also not like a dirty secret. It's not a burden. Um, so, but I think that like, for me, I tell 
I like to bring it up like sooner because it is a big part of my life and it does affect my day to day a lot. So when I bring it up sooner, it allows me to kind of show up as I am because then otherwise I feel like I have to make up like weird, like excuses, um, which I've done before. Uh, like there's the infamous, like a guy asked me to a date event once in college and I, I couldn't go because of chronic illness. So I told him my brother was having toe surgery. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, like he was, he had an ingrown toenail. Um, so I felt like it was like, not like too far from the truth. Oh but um, so yeah, so I feel like if I like bring it up earlier, then I'm kind of able to just like bring up parts of my life and I don't feel like I have to hide it. Um, and I bring it up in like ways that like, um, like how I am passionate about it. Like usually I talk about like the podcast or like advocacy work I'm doing or whatever. I don't usually like bring up the specific chronic illnesses at first, just because like there's a few of them and I feel like they wouldn't know what they were anyways. I bring it up like as it affects my day to day. So like, you know, in specific instances, like, um, you know, if I might be like, I don't know, like need to drink some salt water or something, I might mention like the specific chronic illness related to that or like the uh, symptoms or whatever. Um, But yeah, I think that I've gotten a lot more like confident talking about it and realize that, like I said, it's not, it doesn't make me a burden and um, having confidence around it is attractive. And that like, however that person responds is not a reflection of me. So yeah. I love that. Love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, by the way, that last thing you just said about how a person responds, is not a reflection of you applies to that's yeah, like, oh, yeah, I want to write that on my wall or something. I was, I was talking to somebody last night and she was like, what did she say? She was like, Oh, she texted me. She was like, actually, this is just, I mean, wait, of- wait, you were talking to somebody. Were you talking to somebody else <laughs> or were you talking to her? No, no, no. This is somebody else. You're and- talking to somebody else. No, I a backstory. Saying- Jonah recently <laughs> met his wife. No, no, hold on. We're, we're all jumping I- way too. We're way, jumping way too. All I said was someone texted me. I didn't say I was talking to somebody else. <laughs> somebody texted me. No, that, uh, you're, you're, this is immediately being taken out of context. I you're like the Jewish mom who's like, you're like, sees like a text message on your phone from like somebody of the other gender and is yeah. like, who's this? <laughs> I literally just said 10 words and Alana just accused me of talking to somebody else. This is what we're dealing with, Noah. So no, this person like reached out to me because she and I like went on one date in like September of last year and she's really cool. Um, she reached out to me to like send me some text about something. I, I don't even know. And then she honestly, and this is just sort of like some some juice here. She was like, should we start having casual sex? She says to me. And because we had, had just listen to the conversation. <laughs> we had had something to that effect. Like six months ago, I think I had her up being like, hey, maybe I'll take you up on that offer of like just wanting to have casual sex, friends with benefits. And then nothing ended up happening. We never ended up like going down that path. And she hits me up last night and she asked me if I'm interested in, in this idea of bringing up the casual sex again. And I say to her, um, Hey, like this is, you know, uh, don't really know what to say, but I'm like, I'm talking to someone who I really, really like, and I don't think that'd be a good idea. And I really appreciate you like considering me for casual sex, <laughs> but like, I, I, I don't think I can do that. That wouldn't be healthy. And I really like this girl. And she like kind of blows up on me is, but is not the right word, but she goes like, wow. So you didn't want to date me at all. And like now this person, like, I feel like such a like piece of shit. Like, and I'm like, whoa, 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 Damn. whoa. Like, and if I were to tell the truth, the truth would be 
one of the things I've noticed about her, I think she's really awesome, but she does make everything about herself and she takes all the blame and she's like, no one wants to date me. No one wants like, and I'm like, you're looking at it the wrong way. I'm, I was never rejecting you. I turned down a bunch of dates and have told many people that I'm seeing somebody who I really like has nothing to do with you. It has to do with the fact that I have met someone who I really like, right. wasn't expecting to, because I openly told her, I was like, look, I think a couple months ago, I was like, I'm not looking to be in a relationship. I mean, we've established that on the show and I wasn't. And then I had to explain to her that like, I was not looking for a relationship. Then this magical, weird unicorn type shit happened. And yeah, but she took everything. She's one of the people who takes it all personally, but like, it could not be further than that. It had nothing to do with her, which like people want to be, sometimes people want to be about them in a ne- even if it's going to affect them negatively. Yeah. Um, I forget how we got on that tangent, but I thought it was a fun tangent. Nonetheless, it was relevant to <laughs> just what was going on. No, my I mind. think that's, I think that's such a good point. And I've, I definitely feel like I used to be kind of that person. Like, um, and I used to like take everything like personally or like if they like didn't respond, like be like, Oh my God, like, did I say something or whatever? But, um, I definitely did like a lot of work and like kind of explored like different things about codependency and stuff. And like realizing that like we can't control how other people see us or think of us was like super freeing but it's definitely hard to do so i it might be like a um it might be an age thing like i was the same way like if i got rejected and rejection is not even a word that should exist no one actually gets rejected unless you're like auditioning for a broadway show i don't believe the word (laughs) rejection applies to anybody's life like hot take well applying to a job Applying to a job and them not taking you isn't rejection. You didn't have to apply to that job. You just didn't fit the role that, that they wanted. Rejection, rejection is just like what we interpret. You know, it's not like yeah. what they're saying about us. Yeah. And, and so, and so what, like my, my, my point is like, I hit a certain age where I was like, oh, it has nothing to do with, yeah, it has nothing to do with me. And I used to think it had to do with me. And I get like kind of frustrated when I hear people say like, they didn't like me. So, you know, they, they, they broke up me or ghosted me. I'm like, I'm like, yo, uh, narcissist over here. It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with like all the shit going on in their life. They don't give a shit. (laughs) So like you're in your own head about it. And like, that's kind of harsh, but like maybe it's the truth. I mean, once you, I don't know, I don't know where I'm going with this, but no, I get it. I get it in my own head too. I know I've seen even in the last like six months, I could think of maybe three times where I've seen somebody that I have gone on dates with in the past that I was into. And it, we obviously didn't work out, but I've seen them post with their new girlfriends and I do take it personally. I'm like, well, like, why, like, why not me? Like what was wrong with me? What did they have that I didn't have? But it's mm. not about me. It has nothing to do with me. It's about that, like, we weren't right for each other. Correct. But it's so hard, like, in the moment, it's so hard. Back on track, Noah. (laughs) So you just mentioned everything that you've learned about dating with chronic illness and how you handle it. So let's flip it around here. So what if I am on a dating app and I, or any, any way which I meet somebody and I start going on a few dates with them and then they let me know that they are chronically ill how, what would you want somebody to know about dating someone with chronic illness? How should they, or can they best react and be there through the, like through the whole thing? Mm -hmm. So I think like the, a general thing firstly is like, in terms of like what people should know about like dating and chronic illness is that chronically ill people do date. (laughs) Um, I think that it's like a misconception that 
chronically ill and disabled people don't date. And I think that's because of just like a lack of representation on like TV shows and stuff of chronically ill people. And especially when it comes to dating. Um, and I think that um, like, I'm just waiting for that, like, you know, like, teen drama or whatever with like a chronically ill lead and like she's chronically ill but like it's not like all hospital beds or anything like she's just like everybody else and she's dating and like you know (laughs) like we need that um and so I think that like so I think that that's the first thing and also like I think disabled people are also often like infantilized and stuff in the media so I think that yeah that's the first thing is that chronically ill people date (laughs) And I think um, also like realizing that like chronic illness doesn't have like a look. Um, So I think that like, if you want to compliment somebody who's chronically ill, just say like, you look good. Don't like qualify it with like, but you don't look sick, um, which is something like common that we hear a lot because, um, which is like, okay, if you've said that, like, you know, but um, I think like, First of all, if you say that, like you're equating sick with unattractive and that just goes back to the Mm. thing of like chronically ill people like date and are attractive and we're like human, you know, like almost 50% of the population is chronically ill. So you probably have a lot of like chronically ill people walking around in your school or like your work that you don't even know. Um, So, yeah. So I think that that's the first thing. And then in terms of like, if you're like, if someone like discloses or, or talks about chronic illness, like on a dating app or in a dating context. I personally think that it's okay and it's encouraged to ask questions, um, like respectfully, of course, but I think that a lot of times people like think you have to like tiptoe around it. And um, of course, everyone's different. I personally like when people ask questions, like um, something my first guest said is that she's interested in interested people. And so like, I always say that um, because I think it's like the first step to being like, okay, this person is like accepting and they want to embrace this and they, they like, um, they are interested in this thing about me. I think in general, people want people to be like interested in things that are a big part of their life. And so, um, yeah. And so I think also that like opens the door, like I was saying before, like not having to like, feel like the person like doesn't want you to talk about this or like that you have to like hide this part of yourself because like I said before, it's not like a dirty secret. Um, it's a big part of like what has shaped me and has given me so many like tools and qualities and stuff. So, um, so yeah. And I think just like talk to the person directly about it and like ask them what they're comfortable with. Not everyone's going to want to like talk about it right away or maybe even at all, but just like asking them. And then also, can I um, I ask a question? Can I ask a question just right there? So in the vein of, in the vein of of that curiosity, you know, I'm a curious person. If I'm on a date and which I won't be for a while because I'm in love with somebody. But if I'm on a date and someone with someone who says they have chronic illness, yeah. what's the appropriate thing to follow up and say, okay, well, what, is, what does that mean? And like, what type of chronic illness do you have? Am I allowed to ask that kind of question? Because it sounds like it's a blanket term for perhaps a lot of different symptoms or, or some, you know, something to that effect. Do, do you see what I'm, yeah. do, does that make sense? Mm-hmm, yeah. I think, again, like it's really individual for me. I can only speak for like me personally in this case, I, and it's not like a bad thing. It's not like a no, no, but I personally like, don't like to like go into like the specifics of the diagnoses. Cause like I said, I have a few and it's just like, feels like I'm just like giving over my like health record or whatever. Um, but like a good example would be like, 
Okay, so I put on my dating profile like a picture of me podcasting. And then of mm-hmm. course, like people will ask, like, what's your podcast about? Like in the first message, and I'm like, <laughs> uh, delete. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, you, yeah. but I feel like it's like it's kind of like pushed me in a way. Um, and so now I'm kind of like, fuck it. Um, let me say that. <laughs> you, you can say uh, it. totally can. Totally <laughs> uh, so uh, so sometimes I'll just be like, I'm I'll like I'm like curious how they'll react. I'm like, oh, it's about like chronic illness and dating and relationships and so like like a response that I haven't loved is like someone's like oh what what chronic illness is but like something that I did like is like someone was like oh how did you get into that topic you know kind of like Hmm. coming from a place of like trying to get to know like the side of it of like why I'm passionate about certain things or things like that or like um yeah like I said just kind of trying to I'm trying to think, I think, I think, yeah. Like, and then over time, just like, um, I think just like opening the door and the person will let you know, like how much they like want to share or not. And it's okay if you like keep asking and if they say they don't want to, that's okay too. Does that make sense? Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. I think the biggest takeaway is like, it's different for everyone. So you kind of have to feel it out and, and just be curious, be interested, but don't, like pry if they're not giving you that. Yeah. I think one thing is um, like, this is not for like a first date, but like if you're like dating someone or you've been on a few dates, one thing that's nice to do. And this is like, also if you're like a friend or whatever of someone with a chronic illness is to ask how you can make the dates or the social gatherings or whatever space you're in accessible to them. Like, you know um, if you can, like if they need a different location or maybe they need to do like a virtual date or like whatever Hmm. it may be. Um, and that really like lets that person know that you um, want to make this a good experience for them and accommodate them and stuff. So I think that that's something that means a lot. Yeah, that's great. That's that. that's Love really that. awesome. Well, Noah, thank you so so much for talking about this and coming on and educating us. Um, I'm really excited for all of our listeners to hear all about this and and just be more aware and understanding of what chronic illness is and and especially dating when it comes to having chronic illness where can people find you where can people find your show um yeah well thank you so much for for having me on um people can find the show it's just spooning with spoonies it's on apple spotify wherever and um you can follow on instagram spooning with spoonies pod um and yeah if you're a listener and you have chronic illness or you have a partner with chronic illness or you just want to be an ally would love to have you guys over there and join the community so amazing we will definitely be over there you will see (laughs) us there (laughs) cool well thank you so much Noah. thank Thank you for your time thank you for for hanging out with seeing other people And and to everyone listening at home don't forget to subscribe give us a five star rating don't call jonah a douche in your one star rating i'm coming back i'm coming back in the in the uh in the ratings don't worry (laughs) (laughs) stay tuned for next week's episode we'll talk to you all soon